going to be bad to begin with. They're in a great spot with the, the most cap room and the first pick in the draft. And then they could get multiple picks uh, if they trade down and they do it wisely. And multiple building blocks for the future. No, no one's celebrating sucking, no, no. but you're celebrating the fact that you control the offseason and hopefully you can build the team from the bottom up with this blank slate. If you're doing ren- uh, a, a renovation of your house, do you want to have a small budget and a tight window for stuff? Or would you like to have the biggest budget that there's ever been or one of the biggest budgets there's ever been for the renovation and all of the resources that are at your Disposal. Yes. The, if I'm going to re- yeah. renovate my house, I want to have the capacity to do it in as brilliant a fashion as possible. Of course. Yes, you want it all. And then, by the way, there's going to be a new team president. Uh, and the last team president, uh, when he ran the show, uh, the success rate and the playoff rate and the win rate, all that was not good. Not good. It was bad. And it was, forget not good. It was bad. So now you're getting a new team president. Oh, by the way. One of the worst uh, uh, stadiums in the league. That's probably going to be replaced, too. They're supposed to finalize uh, the purchase of the land agreement in, in Arlington Heights. You put it all together, and you come up with the most important offseason in Bears history. And it is this blank canvas that, again, they could still poop on. No, no doubt. They could poop on, and we could no get, guarantees. We could get a, a picture with poop all over it that's not what i want i didn't ask for a picture of poop or maybe we've got ourselves a rembrandt yes maybe we got ourselves some artists in the building now and maybe we have a new way of doing business finally Uh, listen and i am totally aware of the skepticism that exists out there and it's warranted it's warranted. I get it if people are out there saying i you know what i'm skeptical about whether or not they're going to be able to Execute the plan. Okay, I'm fine. I mean, you could point to a lot of things in a short period of time. The plan is good. Some of the individual decisions that they've made personnel-wise didn't go so well. But now they have a ton of resources at their disposal. And I think that, um, you know, I think that the it'll be a, I think, a more a more complete devaluation of the group that is running things up there in six or eight months. A couple, Maybe a little longer. A couple of other news items. Damar Hamlin was released from the hospital today in Cincinnati. He's going home to Buffalo. You heard that correctly. One week later. Yeah. He, Great news. He has been released from the hospital. It's hard to believe that it's only been a week. It was, it was a it, week ago today. It's incredible. What a story. And uh, we'll play you the Bills uh, touchdown on that opening kickoff a little bit later in the show. Um, I want to play you this. And Justin Fields spoke. We'll share with you what he said today. This is from our show um, at the trade deadline. It was the day that the, the Bears, the Ryan Poles traded for uh, Chase Claypool, which is not looking great right now. There is still, you could... Which is a basis for skepticism. Yes. Understanding. And, and, and Waddle's famous Yogi Berra uh, phrase, Yogi Berra quote, um, if you want to change a narrative, change a narrative. With your actions. Yes. Chase Claypool can change it all with a good season next year. Yes. But so far, it, it doesn't look good. And when you gave up the 32nd pick of the NFL draft for Chase Claypool, remember, Miami lost their pick. So... Instead of it being the 33rd pick, 
uh, there were only 31 first round picks. So the second first round, the second, the first pick of the second round is now the 32nd pick. So that does not look great right now. Um, so this was on trade deadline day. Ryan Poles was on with us, and we asked him, "Has Justin Fields won you over?" I think the way he's performed um, is encur- it's encouraging, and his progress is encouraging. You know, the the relationship between him and Luke, and, and him and, and the receivers, and the tight ends, and, and the rest of the group, um, it's moving in the right direction. I'm excited for him. You know, I feel like he he's getting comfortable just reading body language. Um, so I really hope we continue to stay on this trend. I believe in him. Um, I also know that the team is young. He's young. There's going to be ups and downs. Um, like you said, the hot and cold piece, I know it's not easy, but we're going to have to have some patience with the ups and downs as we go. Um, but I'm, I'm highly encouraged in the direction that he's going. Now, a lot of people said, hmm, to that. But again, if you, were, like, if you write down the words, he said, encouraging, moving in the right direction, believe in him. I, I believe in him. So, but, but again, compare that, and we always did this, to what he, he said about Eddie Jackson. Like, Eddie Jackson was also not his, just like Justin Fields wasn't his draft pick. Eddie Jackson wasn't his acquisition. This is at the time before Eddie got hurt, what he had to say about Eddie Jackson's performance. Yeah, I'm stoked about Eddie. I'm happy for him. I know there's a lot of question marks before I got here on, on his play. Um, this guy has, has been doing nothing but making plays for us. He's also turned into an awesome leader, um, really taking these young guys aside and helping them. Um, it's been a joy to have him around, and I'm excited for, for his production and how he's playing. So the, the stoked, you know, the, the raving leader, all, raving about Eddie Jackson. So tomorrow, Ryan Poles speaks at 1030. The Bears are the first pick where there are three quarterbacks who are expected to be top 10 draft picks. Does he go on the record and does he say, Justin Fields is our guy? Or does he not say that because there's no win from that, at least outside the building, because he needs to to make that pick, at least from the outside, have people question the fact, well, maybe Ryan Poles does want to draft Bryce Young. Maybe he does want to take a quarterback. Maybe he does want to trade Justin Fields. Even if he doesn't, does he want to, like, you know how they guard these. The, of course. How, they, how do they guard, like, who plays quarterback on a week-to-week basis? Even though we all know it's not really a secret. So will he try to, to make this a secret? Time out. I don't know if we're going to play Nathan Peterman or Tim Boyle. Right. going to make you guess. See you on Sunday. So will he go and say, hey, guys. We got to do our due diligence on our on the quarterbacks. We're going to be looking at all the quarterbacks, and while we like what Justin accomplished this year, nothing is off the table. Well, I think the answer to your question starts with how does he feel internally about Justin Fields? We all assume that he will be your quarterback for the future, and they will build with him. This existing group did not draft Justin. Um, he may look at one of these guys and thinks that that guy is the next Joe Montana. I don't know that. It doesn't do him any real good to come out. I mean, unless he just wants to, to, to be honest with you, say, I love Justin Fields. He's going to be our quarterback here for the next 10 years. I mean, it, how much does it harm 
your leverage? I don't know. I mean, even if he comes out and gives Justin an enormous vote of confidence, there's still going to be people looking to jump up ahead of the, the Houston Texans to potentially draft a quarterback, knowing that the Houston Texans are going to take a quarterback at two. So I think there's going to be natural leverage regardless. If he comes out and you know, plays it coy a little bit, does that add to his leverage? It may. Sure. Like You know the Texans are probably going to draft a quarterback. At four, so. the Colts are going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. So those teams behind him, the Raiders, are they going to come up and draft a quarterback? So do they want to come up to number one? Like There are many teams behind them who want to come up and, and get a quarterback. Right. So my point is, is whether or not he says, I love Justin Fields and I want him to be here for 20 years or not, there's still going to be a market for that number one pick, in my opinion. If you want to argue that if he plays it close to the vest, it will add to his leverage. I can see that to a certain degree as well. I don't know. It's the, you know, Meller and I asked the question last week. It's not that we, I mean, we were on the same page. I, I build with Justin. I think he's got a, a skill set that you can't duplicate. And even if, and I think his passing game will improve because there's evidence of that on the biggest stage where he was at Ohio State, where at Ohio State he was a thrower, not a runner. He could do both, but the majority of what impressed people was his throwing, not his running. It's been the opposite here so far. So I think that there's tremendous growth still possible in the passing game. But even if he doesn't become, you know, Joe Burrow, you can still win with a style that threatens the hell out of a defense. Like, I don't have to have Joe Burrow if I've got a guy. Let's say he's a tick below Joe Burrow. I don't want to put any ceiling on him, but let's say he doesn't turn into this great pocket passer, but he's good. You add that with what he can do in the other aspect, you can win with that combination. So if I'm the front office here at Chicago, I'm going with that before the uncertainty of resetting this thing ever yeah. again. That's I, have what no, I'm doing. I have no interest in resetting the clock for me. This yeah. is just me. Yeah. Uh, I think if Justin Fields was in this draft, as in the Ohio State Justin Fields, he'd be the number one pick. I believe that if Justin Fields, knowing what we know now, he'd overwhelmingly be the number one pick. With his athleticism, with his arm strength, with all of it. With all of it that he has, he is better than all of the other three guys who also need to be developed. And I will take my chances when you surround him that with more proper development, yes, that he will blossom. That's into the, the route I would go as well. But I don't know with them up there. I think that's where, I mean, I would say 95% sure that's the direction they're going to go. But you never know. But, but I, I, and I don't mind. Like, I don't feel threatened there. I hear other Bears fans say, oh, no, like, Ryan Poles is wasting time if he does no, his due diligence. I don't mind if Ryan Poles and his scouts go yeah. and they watch all these. Like, I, I, that's what I, I didn't like about Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace did not want to go check out. Deshaun Watson. Ryan Pace did not want to do all the homework. Ryan Pace did not want to include John Fox. Do all the work. Just yeah. make sure you do all the work and you come to the 1,000% conclusion. Do the work. Fine. If you need to be 1,000% sure. But I, I don't believe that there is anybody in this draft. He's got all the tools. He, he just needs to be refined. Like Joe Burrow, you mentioned Joe Burrow. I heard a caller today talk about Joe Burrow or talk about Fields and how uh, Fields went to Georgia. 
And Fields could not win the job at Georgia. Then he had to go to Ohio State. Let's not forget, Joe Burrow was at Ohio State. Joe Burrow had to go to LSU, could not win the job at Ohio State. LSU, the first year at LSU, he was not wowing anybody at LSU. Then he had one of the greatest seasons in college football history. Then he had the setback in his rookie year at Cincinnati with the knee injury. Then he popped in his second year. None of that stuff. And then, like, like, again... Uh, not everybody's journey is the same. It takes people different routes to get where they went. Josh Allen, we talk about it. Even now, Josh Allen makes the same. Hmm. Like they're, All they're, quarterbacks they're, will. Yeah. Even the awesome ones. Dak, Dak, How do you feel about Dak right now? I know. I mean, everyone all in on Dak. Dak's won one playoff game. Dak's got a lot to prove to a lot of people. He makes $40 million a year. He had the same number of... Of playoff wins is Kirk Cousins. Two years ago, and, and you've been in on this, you've always said this to me, about the roller coaster of the guys who are like... Second in, tier. In, in the second tier, and even Josh Allen's first tier, and yeah. he's, he's going roller coaster. Like, Jared Goff was crap. No one wanted Jared Goff. Jared Goff is, is pretty decent right now. He's playing well. Playing, as he said, the best football he's ever played. Develop Justin Fields, and I believe we're off to the races. Now, again, this is why I'm saying, like, I can't project the future. I can't sit here and tell you he's going to join the elite club. But I can. I feel good that if you combine the skill set and you surround him with talent and you coach him right, that you can win with that. I'm just saying, like, I'm not putting a ceiling on anyone. But even if you don't reach... Even if you're not considered one of the top three quarterbacks in the league three years from now, doesn't mean you can't win a, 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 a ton of games and maybe get your team to the top of the mountain that manner. Yeah, right. I mean, is Matthew Stafford in the elite gla- class? No, you know how I feel about well, that. Well, I know, but, uh, like, right. but I'm just saying. And like, like Jalen Hurts has been developed. Like, again, and yeah. he's still, we'll see what, what the playoffs tell us about Jalen Hurts. Um, here, here's some stuff from Justin Fields. He talked about his health today. Feels, uh, feels, feels pretty good, so solid. Um, I mean, I was like 80%, so that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably, I mean, I could have, but I mean, I don't know if I would have played my best game with it, so, yeah. Sounds like he was healthy enough to play. Yeah, he was protecting his coach. Yeah. I like, the thing I heard from him most recently was when they asked him about running the football, he had 1,100-some yards in the record, he goes, look, I want to break the record for most passing yards in a season. Yeah, of course he does. Um, how involved do you want to be? This is what you referenced in the last segment. How involved do you want to be in the offseason moves? I mean, you know, I think Ryan has a, I mean, I know Ryan has a great understanding of, you know, what needs to be done around here, you know, what holes, you know, we might need to fill and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, that's not my job to, you know, control any of that, you know, whatever he needs me to do in terms of, you know, recruiting and stuff like that. And I'm sure we're going to have that conversation here in a bit. So um, whatever he's going to do, you know, uh, I fully trust him, and you know his his goal is to you know make the best team he can uh, for us. So um, I know he's going to do a great job of that, and you know, we're going to of course you know, get better and work in the offseason. So yeah, a willing recruiter. Yeah, of course that's good. Uh, here's Fields. What's the vibe given you have the number one pick and you have all this cash in in free agency? Of course, there's a lot of op- optimism, but um, like I said, um, you know. Of course, I have to know my team and stuff like that, but, you know, that's not my job to, you know, uh, do that. My job is, you know, strictly 
uh, get better, um, work on, you know, my skills at quarterback, um, and, you know, ultimately get my teammates better. So, of course, I'm going to be paying attention to, you know, of course, who we get and stuff like that. But um, to be honest, I'm just focused on, uh, you know, me right now and, you know, everybody else that's, 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 that's on the team and, you know, just, just, just getting better with those guys growing with them. I like that. Take care of me. And he, he, he furthered that by answering the question, why are you optimistic that your passing will improve? This is what everyone wants to know. You, you run the ball. You mentioned this, Waddle. Um, why are you optimistic that you're going to be a better passer? I mean, just the fact that we were putting up 30, you know, 30 plus points a game for like four or five weeks. So uh, I know, you know, what we can do as an offense and, you know, what we can accomplish. And the fact that, you know, that was everybody's first year in the offense. We were doing that, um, you know, Luke's first year as an OC. Um, that, that just gives us, you know, a lot of hope, a lot of optimism for the future, for sure. He's so mature. Like, I, this is, even if you have, you, you're welcome to your own opinion. Even if you have doubts about certain things, like, he, he checks every box when it comes to leadership, work ethic, uh, you know, just all the football IQ, all of that stuff is like that right there would lead me. And again, you got to be able to play. I get that. And and I think he can uh, very well. But all of that other stuff is missing in other places. Do you, sure. want, do you think that they're having these conversations in New York about the kid that was drafted second overall? No, no, no. You think they're having this in Arizona? Right. I mean, no. And again, and he does have the arm strength. He does have those throws in him. He needs to get more accurate. He needs to do it more consistently. He needs to get the footwork down all the time. Like there, He still is a work in progress, but there's enough there to make you excited Absolutely. about all the physical skills, too. Here uh, he talks about his relationship with Luke Getze. A great relationship. You know, Luke's a you know, down-to-earth guy. Um, you know, probably one of the realest coaches I've been around. Um, he'll tell you straight up. And just the kind of person he is, he's, he's very genuine. You know, he's smart, too. So um, I just love being around him. Um, you can kind of just see his, see his soul and kind of see, you know, how pure it is and just how pure his heart is. So he's a, he's a, he's a great guy. And, you know, he, I really look up to him, you know, even as a person, as a dad, you know, how he is with yeah. his wife and kids. I mean, it's amazing. Wow. Is Luke that old to be like uh, Justin's dad? Well, I like, think he's a father, his father figure. for his, yeah, like he admires how he is a father to oh. his own children. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I thought he meant like as a father figure. No. I'm like, he's probably got little kids and he's a good dad to them. Uh, listen, he's right that, that, that Luke Getzey keeps it real, too. Oh, yeah, he does. Because you, he meets the media and everyone's like, tell us how great Justin Fields mm-hmm. is. And he's like, hey, listen, he missed this, he missed that, he did this really well, but we got to get him at. Like, Do you remember the you Seattle want. preseason game when everyone's like, hey, is the offense coming yeah. to do its own? Right. He's like, ah, coming into its own? Yeah. He's like, no. Listen, they, I mean, look, they, they've, got a, they've got a lot to work with, but they've got a long way to go. They're passing offense, and it's not any one person's fault. There's a lot to, to, to point at there. Joins the historically bad passing offenses in the National Football League over the last several decades. Yeah. Uh, here's one more from Fields, and then we'll take more of your calls. Uh, Justin Fields on him taking ownership of the franchise in the city. Isn't this based on what his quarterback coach said last week, where he's like, that Justin really wants to be the face of this city, be the face of the team? I feel like it's you know, already mine. Um, the guys in here, they know how hard I work. They know what I want to accomplish. And, uh, you know, just my mindset overall. So I'm um, really just trying to get guys on the same page, that, that mindset, that culture to where, 
you know, no matter what we go through, nothing can phase us. Um, and really just having that swagger, having that confidence going into every game. Like, they have to play us, they have to beat us. So um, as long as we do that, just have that mindset going into every game, um, you know, we'll be fine. I feel like it's already mine. Did he say he said that, right? Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a 3-14 and 14 team, you know. He's, who's, I mean, Eddie Jackson's been here a while. Who else? Uh, Cody Whitehair has been here a while. I would think that your two leaders on this team are Justin Fields, and if Eddie Jackson's still a part of that group, he's probably the loudest voice in the defense. Brisker will have a leadership role on this team as he grows. Sure. Uh, Robert and Romeo, uh, make that Cody in South Bend. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Cody? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I'm a big, firm believer over better offense always beats better defense. And I was wondering if you guys would like this trade. Uh, if you guys watched the Colts game yesterday, you can tell, like, the Colts just gave it up. Like, they, they let the Texans win. Especially, yeah. So I think that maybe Colts and Bears have been talking. So we get Buckner from the Colts and an early second-round pick because we lost our early second-round pick to the Pittsburgh. And then um, – I'm not sure if you guys have been watching TCU, that Quinn Johnson. He mm-hmm. is a stud. Yeah. He is six four. I know people are talking about this USC guy, but this Quinn Johnson, I hope you guys watch him and uh, at least watch him highlight tapes. He is fast. He's tall. He's fast. His route running is perfect. And I just think that everybody's been talking about, let's draft this uh, Carter and um, that defensive end from Alabama. They didn't really perform in the big games, especially the last bowl game. I think they combined for one tackle. I want – if I'm going to draft a defensive player, I want somebody who's always a game record. And they just didn't really impress me. So I'd just rather go on the offensive end and draft him. I'm not sure if – Waddle, if you watch any tapes of Quinn Johnson, if you can give me any takes on him. But would I've you guys accept what, that trade? Yeah, I, I've seen what he's done, I mean, on, on television. I haven't watched tape of him. He's got a lot of measurables. Um Fantastic player. I think he's probably one of the only handful of – I don't think this is a deep wide receiver draft this year, right? Like, it's him and maybe one other. He mentioned – I think he referenced Jordan round. Addison. But, no, yeah. Johnston's generally regarded as the best wide receiver in this draft. Yeah. But you're right, Waddle. It's been much deeper the last couple of years yeah, prior has. to this year. Addison won the Blitnikoff Trophy, I believe, the award in Pittsburgh, at Pitts- University of Pittsburgh the year before. Went to the portal and played at USC this year. I thought Dan Durkin made some really interesting points. I don't know if it was past week when you were gone or, or maybe he's mentioned it in the past as well. Based on how they do some things, like the he wonders whether or not, I think it's a really good point to look at going forward too, if some of the quicker twitch guys as opposed to the 6'4", long body, you know, they've got enough Chase Claypool power guys. He's, he said they've got enough power forwards on this team. Yeah, because Justin, and in, in just like right now where he is, he's not a real anticipatory thrower. He doesn't really necessarily, you know, throw the ball, throw guys open. So he needs to see some separation to feel comfortable. Now, that may all change as he gets more comfortable playing. But guys like Mooney create more separation. He's not a bigger guy. He's not going to body guys. So I don't know the body types. I mean, that's that comes into scouting. Like, you know, you heard the, uh, Eberflus say in referencing body types, we like long, lean, and athletic. Yeah. Now, we're talking about defensive guys, I wonder whether or not he and Ian Cunningham, Poles, get together and decide that there's a certain body type or style of wide receiver that they think will fit best in this are, offense. Are you, are you open to DeForest Buckner? Uh, like, yeah, remember, he's a good player. He's going to be 29. 
Um, there is this huge connection with the Colts. Eberflus yeah. came, coached him in, in Indy. Um, obviously, Polian helped with Poles. Um, uh, Poles and uh, Ballard worked together in Kansas City where they could, could come up with a, a trade connection. There's a lot of connections there. Colts purposely dropped an right. interception yesterday. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Wink, wink. Hey, Bears, we'll give you the one pick. We'll trade for it. We'll have the four pick. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's a hell of a player. Started his career in San Francisco. Yeah. I, I mean, I would defer to Yurko on all pro in fits. twenty, uh, Pro Bowler last year. Here's where I think that I it's the the free agency crop. I think across the board isn't overly impressive, but they've got so much money and they've got some draft currency. If a team like the Titans wants to move on from, is it Simmons, the kid that's the, you know, Jonathan, he's a, Jonathan Simmons. Jonathan yep. Simmons is a wrecker, a wrecking ball in the center. If the Titans can't afford to pay him, that's where, you know, whether it's or it's Buckner or somebody like right. that, they may be able to upgrade themselves, not necessarily just on the free agent market. But using a combination of their assets. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's continue to take more of your calls. Uh, and and what it's just an interesting day. The Bears have the number one overall pick. They have the most money in uh, a free agency. They're looking for a new team president. They're looking to finalize their deal here in the first quarter of the the 2023 calendar year on their new stadium. So there is so much to discuss with the Chicago Bears. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Yes, welcome in. Did you miss Waddle's World or was Cancun World all that you needed? I always miss Waddle's oh, okay. World when I'm not yeah, here. Whatever. But Waddle's the Cancun's World, World was good, not too. Bad. Yeah. Um, you got to get into your trip at some point, too. Maybe tomorrow. I got a good day. poop story from. Uh, oh, I fantastic. always have a poop story from, uh, from uh, vacation. That's fantastic. I have another good one. Yeah. Uh, Wintrust Community Banks, they are Chicago's banks, and they are the ones that bring you Waddle's World to find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. We'll get back to your calls real quick. Just a couple of things here. Uh, obviously, we told you earlier. I think it surprised all of us uh, when we were in crosstalk with Carmen, the good kid. Uh, but Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, has been released from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center after spending almost a week in the hospital following his cardiac arrest on the field uh, a week ago today. Uh, Hamlin flew from Cincinnati to Buffalo today and has been transferred to Buffalo General Medical Center. Uh, Hamlin said in a tweet, he will continue to receive treatment as he recovers there. It's incredible. He tweeted, headed home to Buffalo today with a lot of love on my heart. Watching the world come together around me on Sunday was truly an amazing feeling. The same love you all have shown me is the same love that I plan to put back into the world and more. Bigger than football. So I guess he is going into a Buffalo uh, he is in a Buffalo hospital. He says, grateful for the awesome care I received at uh, University Cincinnati Medical Center. Happy to be back in Buffalo. The docs and nurses at Buffalo General have already made me feel at home. So uh, all great news. And by the way, uh, doctors say that uh, he set off every alarm in the ICU after <laughs> Naheem Hines returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown yesterday. Got out of his chair and was jumping up and down. 
So, all and fantastic. Did I, did I hear Josh Allen say this, too, that... It had been three years and three months. Yes, yeah. Since since, since the last kickoff for a touchdown by the Bills, and then the, also three. the Patriots hadn't given up a kickoff return for a touchdown in over a decade, and they gave up two yesterday yeah. to Naheem Hines. It's crazy. And oh, did you see too? Like you mentioned it, Hamlin tweeted. Uh, what was it? OMFG with yeah. a bunch of exclamation yeah. points. Mason knew what that was. Yeah, I loved it. Well, sure. It was I mean, great. I'm sure you used the phrase, not just the initials around the use. house. Not true. Uh, also, real quick, Cardinals have fired Coach Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, their GM, Steve Keim, who stepped away for medical reasons, uh, is going to stay away. Uh, Stay away. Texans have fired Lovey Smith after one season. The Nets, Kevin Durant, expected to be out about a month with an MCL injury. Uh, and that's really all the important stuff for you. As so that, we can get back to the curse of Nick Friedel lives. Yeah, 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 maybe so. Every time he's like, "Well, who's the peanuts character with the dark cloud?" Said peanuts. Yeah, said peanuts. Right, buy me some peanuts. Uh, who was it? Who's the one that Linus is Lin- the is, Linus no, is he's the one the, had the blanket. Yes. Um, Pigpen's dirty. Do you know what, uh, Tyler? Do you know what peanuts is? Yeah, Snoopy's my uh, my Twitter header. Oh, yeah. Okay. So then, who is the Schroeder? No, he played the piano. Yeah, yeah he, played, he was right? piano. Who is the uh, Linus? Was the he had the blanket? Blanket. Pigpen was dirty. Dirty, right? Do I even Luce, have the right? Luce, uh, Luce, no, you're right. You're animation? right. Lucy pulled the football. Right. Peppermint Patty was. She was just nasty. Charlie Brown always missed. What do you mean she was nasty? You know she was nasty. She what do you mean that. by that? You know what I mean. Do you no, think she was Pigpen? I think it's Pigpen. It is Pigpen. Yeah. Who had the cloud though? Or did, hmm. That's really the, it. Like, I, got, the, 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 I always thought Pigpen just had like the dirt around him, but he had a dirt cloud over him too. Yeah, it's oh, just like a, a rain, cloud of dust. Rain cloud. Or are you mixing your cartoons and you're, you're thinking of Eeyore, who had a cloud that followed him, and Pigpen just had a cloud of dirt? Does that you know what I'm saying? Wait, it, I think you. I mean, you're right. I think Eeyore always had the. Uh, didn't he always have the cloud yeah, over him? Yeah, because he was negative about Pigpen everything. Pigpen just always had like a. A cloud of a dirt. Swirling it was cloud like a cloud of dirt. Yeah. Whatever it is, that's Frida. Yeah. There he goes. That dark. Or he cloud. could be Lucy pulling the football away at all times. And ever since he was on with us, telling us that the Bulls need to blow it up, and that Zach sucks and everything. Zach's good now, and the Bulls are good. You know what's going to happen. You're going to get your you can get your pom poms out. You're going to yeah, get I your know. hopes I up. Know. They're going to lose right. five in a row. Yeah, At that right. point, they're going to be seven under. Nick's going to call. And go, Sylvie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Donna told me what you said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's continue to take your Bears calls. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Sal is in Connecticut. Hey, Sal. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Um, the other way that the Bears could pick up additional draft picks, if you remember in 2017, uh, the Houston Texans were trying to get rid of Boss Osweiler, the quarterback. They couldn't cut him because it was going to hit their cap. The Cleveland Browns had $100 million in cap space, and Cleveland says, we're willing to take him, but in return we won a second-round draft pick, and that second round turned out to be Nick Chubbs. You have teams out there, as an example, the New Orleans Saints are $65 million over the cap. Here's an example. You have Michael Thomas. That's supposed to make uh, $28 million and $27 million in the next two years. The Bears could say, hey, we're willing to take them, but in return, 
You want your second round yeah. draft pick for next year, your second round draft pick for 25, and a fifth for you know 26. They can make those kind of deals where they'll take the dead, take Excuse the dead cap. Go ahead. No, no, no. I thought you said something. We'll bring that back. Uh, you know, another example, Sal, is actually what they've done now in trades. They traded Khalil Mack and picked up, or no, they, 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 they got the cash. Did they have all the cash on their books? The Bears, I think the they Bears did. The Bears absorbed their end to of the get money. A higher right, pick. Right, so right. it's the same concept, Sal, as that buying draft picks, for a lack of a better sure. description, is possible. You, I thought Michael Thomas reworked his yeah, team. I heard it. Did he use the D word that I? That no, Michael inadvert- Thomas. I said I said Michael Thomas. Yeah, uh, inadvertently. Didn't Michael we'll Thomas? Didn't Mike Michael Thomas rework his deal? Yes. We're now no, now Saturday. they're probably going to release him now because of the signing bonus. Well, I'm just giving an example. You can use you can use other teams yes, that are over the right. cap, and you can say we're willing to take that player, but in return we want draft yeah. picks because I, I want the Bears to build this this team through the draft. You guys go out into free agents. You're bringing in players that have been in the league for six, seven, eight years that have wear and tears on their bodies, mm-hmm. and you're bringing them in here for a lot of money, and you're lucky you get two, uh, two good years out of them. You go into the draft, you bring in these 21, 22-year-old uh, players that are fresh, that are like the Jack Sanborgs, the uh, Braxton Jones, these young players, you could build around them. And you want, you want to go into this draft in the next two years with at least 30 picks, 15 this year, 15 next year, and you're hoping that you hit 50%. On your draft picks, it's, it's a good thought, Sal. There's no doubt that you use can, every tool yeah. in the toolbox. How about trading? I saw someone talking about this. How about trading the number one pick to the Houston Texans, who basically gave it to you, getting the number two pick and some other stuff, and then trading that to somebody who wants a quarterback as well. So the next thing you know, you may have three first round picks. Do it. This year with other ancillary picks to go along with them. What's the timeline on all this? I did, did, do these deals not happen until draft week? Do you hear a deal early and then jump on it? When, when, when do these things happen? So this is going to be a situation where it's generally with the first overall pick, right? You, you get a lot of it happening like the day before because oftentimes you'll get the team trying to auction off that pick to the highest bidder. And so it's in your benefit to kind of hold out until the last day or so before. But every once in a while, you'll get like the San Francisco 49ers that a couple of years ago, they were anxious and they, and they, they made that move like a week or two before the draft okay, so actually this is, happened. This I think this was ago. March 26th of 2021 that the 49ers acquire the number three overall pick from the Dolphins. Miami gets number 12 and two future first. So, so that's yeah, like a, a, full, March. a full month. Yeah. Well, think about, too, the, the free agency quarterbacks this year. Like, a lot of people have talked about, oh, free agent class, there's not a lot of good free agents, but there's going to be notable names that are at least going to be moved this right. offseason, whether Jimmy it's Garoppolo. Brady, Garoppolo, Derek Carr. So they may just let the dust settle there that's first true. and, and way, then but, trade. They've already, somebody's already circulated. Was it, was it Albert Breer who's saying there's no doubt that the the Las Vegas Raiders will, in fact, be heavily in, uh, invested in trying to get Tom Brady there. Really? Yeah, that was Breer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom in Oakland, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tommy? Uh, what's up, guys? So uh, as much as um, I'm sure Ryan Poles will try to increase the offensive line and increase the weapons and everything like that in order to help with this rebuild, but ultimately, and I think you said it earlier, so the the number one thing that'll that'll make sure that this rebuild goes into the right direction is the development of Justin Fields and how he can develop uh, better as a passer. So if he can go into next year 
and he can, you know, improve on the numbers that he did this year, including completion percentage, you know, passing yards, uh, passing touchdowns. And he, and he doesn't need elite, elite weapons in order to do that. I mean, he just needs better weapons than he had, you know, this year. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was able to throw for over 4,000 yards, and the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't have a single Pro Bowler on their team yet. Uh, it, it, and it's because he improved as a passer. Now, granted, it's a different situation because they went and they got Doug Peterson as a head coach, and he's a great head coach. But still, if Fields can improve as a quarterback, then I think we're on the right track. If not, then we got to start thinking about you know another you know another option at quarterback. I think a I think which would aid him more than anything would be better protection. Yes. So if you asked me where the the greatest need is, now again, it's got to match your draft, you know, where you're at in the board. You can't reach for one position to take a guy that, like they did with Valus Jones in the third round. You've got to follow the process correctly. But I think his the, the likelihood that he shows dramatic improvement would come most readily from or would be the result of better overall protection. What they give up this year? 57 sacks. I wrote it, wrote it yep. down. Yep. 57 sacks they allowed. And on the other side of the ball, I think they had 20 quarterback sacks. So they were on net, a net minus 37 quarterback sacks. Look, I'm That's not telling. be close to a record. It would it? have to be, yes. I think that they gave up the well, most from sacks. From a net and had standpoint. Uh, from a net standpoint, yes, it'd be minus thirty-seven in sacks versus you know what you gave up versus what you you accomplished. I'm not telling you that their wide receiver core doesn't need to be upgraded; it does. But I think it would be most beneficial Me for too. him to have significantly better protection up front. Me too. When I you trust that, that you're would, not yeah. going to get hit, yeah. then all of a sudden you, you will throw guys open. Yes, you, you will. You will trust your receivers more. Three, three, two. Three seven seven six. Interesting on, on the trust factor of Ryan Poles. I have a, 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 a Twitter poll out there regarding will Ryan Poles get this right in the offseason. We still don't know much about Ryan Poles other than the fact that he can bottom it out well. He bottomed this thing out well. And uh, there is interesting results coming in on this. I will share with you coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. So uh, there is overwhelming love still for Ryan Pauls, even with the Claypool trade, even with Bayless Jones. Well, I think that the the big picture approach has netted them a ton of cash and the first overall pick. Right. So I think there's some grace period being applied here. Uh, will Ryan Poles get this right? I summed it up. Uh, will Ryan Poles get it right this Bears offseason? Number one overall pick. You got a wheel and deal. Like I said, use every tool in the toolbox. Will he trade down properly? Will he get proper value? Will he get creative? Um, will he maximize all the value of all the cash that he has in free agency? Um, 73.5% say yes on the Twitter 
poll question. It's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealer. You can vote on my Twitter handle at Waddle and Sylvie. You surprised by that? Three quarters of the uh, voters. Yeah, a little yes. bit. I think that there's a certain amount of Bears buzz that's still in the air after them getting the first overall pick for the first time in what almost a hundred years, eighty years, whatever it was. What was it two two or nineteen forty something? Like forty seven, I something think like it was forty eight. So 47. I think that I think that you know people are probably still basking in the glory of getting to to draft first overall or to trade the pick. That's could be my guess. Listen. I, I'm not going to give him, I think, he, you know, his, you know, to evaluate him, it's an incomplete at this point. Yes. The, the overall, the grand plan was something that I've been waiting for in this town for a couple of years. Uh, I thought that the old regime was just band-aiding everything, and that wasn't the approach that I wanted to see. So this approach is the one that, that I certainly uh, uh, preferred. But there are some things, personnel-wise, that have happened over the last several months that leave you with, you know, skepticism. Do you want to... Here's Big C. He, he, he warned me that he, he... Hell was coming to dinner today, he told me, on, on Twitter. Big C, you're on ESPN <laughs> 1000. Welcome back. Big C! Welcome back, Chip. What's up, hey, Big C? Hey, Carrie, oh, hey you, got a tw- you got a twist person out there. Carrie, uh... Austin, let me uh, turn down this 75 minutes TV. <laughs> you're watching TV, too, while you're listening to the I, show? I got y'all on Twitch. I got y'all on Twitch. But, but, yeah, but you got down. the volume on the TV on. He's multitasking. Yeah, but check it out. He's Wasn't also watching college film. Wasn't I right last year around this time? Uh, about the record? What, did you call 3 yeah, and 14? I, I say 2 and 15 or 3 and 14. Okay, well... I was right, wasn't I? If that's what your prediction was, yes. Okay, then. Okay, then. Uh, hey, uh, what, what do you think Phil's trade value is? I think it would be pretty high if they were willing to trade him. He still got a year. You still got a year. Like, next year would be his third year. I don't know. Does it transfer when you trade guys? Does that team that would acquire him still have to decide after next year what they want to do on the fifth year? I don't know if that goes away if a trade is made. You Not got three true. years of control hey. of his rookie yeah. deal, though. Hey, so Poe, man, Poe, he needs to be monitoring that situation because he'll be like he's cash in Arizona. But uh, hey, but hey, uh, Indianapolis, what if we can see still? What if they won't feel and we get that number four pick? Well, what if you could trade the first overall pick if, in no, fact, no, you no, felt no, 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 y'all didn't talk about that. It's Bear Bonanza Day. It's no, what? Bears Bonanza Day. Bears Bonanza Day. Take that number one and draft uh, Bryce Young. Okay. I don't want a six foot, one hundred and eighty five pound quarterback in today's game, Big C. I don't. About with your infatuation, you got out the door. What if he? What if he become a home? Then what? I'm afraid to even say anything because everything I say, he doesn't listen. He just goes under his Go next ahead, point. Try it again. Okay. I'm not infatuated with a six foot, one hundred and eighty five pound quarterback in today's game. Okay, gotcha. But you're infatuated with a running quarterback. I'm not infatuated with anything. Like, here's the deal. I don't think you have to be 0 or 10. Sometimes it's prudent to be 6, 7, or 8. Like, you don't have to be pinned on either side of the discussion. That's what I don't get. But, Water, you said earlier 
You Listen, do, I can you, tell you, you this, you, Big C. I can tell you this. I don't want Bo Nix. You've been selling me Bo no, Nix for a couple of years. Bo I don't. Go to Green I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Green okay. Bay. I don't want Bo Nix. You've been trying to sell me uh, Bo Nix, and I just was, want it to be was, known. I don't want Bo Nix. He was selling us hey, Andy I, Dalton last year. Yeah, I don't want Andy Dalton. I don't want Andy Dalton either. Bryce Young. And I just told you I'm not sold on a six foot, 185 quarterback in 2023. I'm just not. All right, get that number four pick from the coach, and then you get Will Anderson or the other cat from Georgia. What am I doing at quarterback? Win, win. Say what? What am I doing at quarterback in your in your? You got play? Bryce Young. I don't want pick. Bryce Young. I just told you that. What, 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 what if he, he turns out to be a Mahomes-type caliber player? What if he turns out to be a Mitch Trubisky-type player? Hey, hey, we got to try something. We was, what, three... Three and fourteen. Yeah, they had a three and fourteen roster. Yeah, yeah, but but Big C, come on. Uh, we just gave you the stats. They gave up fifty-seven sacks and had twenty quarterback sacks. That's a net minus thirty-seven. Yeah, That's but, not. But water, water. You said it, man. We got bad quarterback. All right, hold, hold on. Big C, I'm not going to cut you off. Hold on. I want to try an experiment when we come back with you and with someone else. Hold on. Okay. Hold on, Big C. Uh, I don't want to be late. Hold. Hey, we're going to put you on hold. I also want to know. Did you take great joy in the Packers losing last night? Was that something that everyone enjoyed? 312-332-3776. You'll hear the great highlights coming up next.